Britain, a tiny European island, center to British Empire. It might not have ruled the whole world, but it was the largest empire to ever exist on this earth. It was the most successful colonial power. Behind this success, there was a company, the East India Company. It helped the empire to spread its influence all over the globe. But British Empire met with the same fate as any other great empires in the history. Its eventual downfall was inevitable. And by the end of 20th century, British Empire is back to the point where it started. But what happened to that East India Company? British East India Company was established by a group of traders in London in the year 1600. It was started as a trading company dealing mostly in spices. It had a special charter from Queen Elizabeth which authorizes it to do business in East Indies, the name British gave for South and Southeast Asia. This charter also provided East India Company with special privilege, according to which no other company from Britain can compete with it. Slowly, this company started opening its outpost all over Asia, but India proved to be the gold mine. Soon, East India Company rise to be the most valuable company in the world. East India Company was trading in everything from spices to slaves, from cotton to opium. It slowly drove away all the competition it had from Dutch, Portuguese and French. East India Company grown up to be so powerful that it was passing its own laws. It had its own private army and it was waging wars on Indian rulers. British government didn't interfere in the company matters. They turned a blind eye to the atrocities committed by East India Company. Because this company was providing Britain with all the money it needed and helping the English economy. In a series of attacks, East India Company defeated Marathas and Mughal Empire. Even the great Mysore king Tipu Sultan was killed by the army of East India Company. East India Company just not wanted to be a corporation, it wanted to be an empire. By 1800, East India Company captured all of India. It created a vast administrative network across the subcontinent. Apart from the profits it was making by exporting goods, company was also collecting taxes from the people, another source of revenue. It had an army of 2,60,000 men, which includes Indians, and it was twice the size of British army at that time. It was the most powerful army in the Asia region. A company which was part of Britain was growing up to be more powerful than the country itself. That's too much power in the hands of one corporation. So slowly, British government started taking control of East India Company. First step towards this process started in 1813, where through a special amendment, British government ended the monopoly privilege given to East India Company in India. It means other companies from Britain can now enter and do business with India. In 1833, the monopoly in China was also ended, a most important market for tea and opium trade. It severely impacted its profits. Now, East India Company was under the control of British government. It was turned into mere administrative body for the British territories in India. Exactly this is the point where British government officially started ruling India. Before that, it was just the East India Company which was ruling our country. The downfall of East India Company and the first uprising for Indian freedom started at the same time. Heavy taxation and the harsh methods used to collect revenue were opposed everywhere. It was creating poverty and landlessness. 
British policies completely destroyed the traditional economic structure of India and they were dumping British manufactured goods in India. It had a bad effect on local industry. Indians were just suppliers of raw material for British industries and consumers of British goods. British conduct was openly racist and Indian soldiers were treated poorly and paid less. Changes in the army structure has reduced the pay and promotion opportunities of Indian soldiers. All these policies had left Indian society in deep dissatisfaction. The stage was set for the revolution that started in 1857. The uprising of 1857 was an expression of anger against the colonial exploitation that has been raging in the masses for a long time. The uprising of 1857 was somehow brought under control. But things were not going right with East India Company. It was the time for British government to step in and the process started. East India Company lost all its administrative powers following the Government of India Act 1858 and its Indian holdings and its army was taken over by the Crown, the supreme authority of Britain. Ruling power of India was shifted from the directors of the company to the secretary of the state who was appointed by the Crown. The Crown also directly appointed the Viceroy and provincial government in India. The East India Company itself was formally dissolved by the Act of Parliament in 1874. Thus began the British Raj, the direct imperial rule of India by British state and East India Company went into hibernation. But that's not the end of the story. Interesting part starts now. After 1874 the company was dissolved but company didn't go out of existence it remained dormant it existed as a company on paper until 2003 what happened after that the east india company was relaunched most interesting part is this east india company is owned by an indian sanjeev mehta a mumbai based entrepreneur in 2003 he acquired 21% stake in east india company and by 2005 he bought remaining ownership from 30 people who owned it with a 15 million dollars investment he totally got the control of east india company he relaunched the company in 2010 he turned that colonial superpower east india company into a luxury tea coffee and food brand First East India Company store opened in London in March 2010. He totally rebranded the company. Sanjeev Mehta took one year break from his business and traveled around the world just to understand the history and cultural heritage of East India Company before relaunching it. Sanjeev totally changed the appearance and image of the company. A company which was known for aggression and humiliation is now known for compassion. Sanjeev Mehta says there was a huge sense of responsibility. I didn't create this brand but I wanted to be as pioneering as the merchants who created it. Owning East India Company also makes financial sense because today East India Company is one of the most recognized brands in the world with over 2 billion people aware of its history. Today East India Company is a luxurious brand with 400 years of history. a history that is filled with violence oppression and exploitation now sanjeev mehta have another difficult task in front of him launching this brand in india how indians are going to receive it will our perceptions change towards this east india company 
This company is the reason why we are still a developing nation. This company was the reason why we were exploited for 200 years. But think about it. East India Company was just a name. It's the people who behind it are the culprit. People in the shadows. For me, what Sanjeev Mehta did it sounds really good and gives me a sense of pride. A company which once owned India is now owned by an Indian. Learn something new every week. Subscribe to my podcast on Spotify and follow my page on Instagram for more interesting stuff. This is Curious Monk signing off. Bye.